Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Welcome back to another episode of Naturopathy Today with me and Steve. Hi, Michael. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing really well. Um, I've just had so much to think about uh, since our last show. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where we go today. (laughs) That makes two of us. (laughs) You know, last week we promised the people that we were going to talk about COVID and the flu season. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on with COVID, obviously, and the flu. So I thought where we might start is giving folks an idea about viruses, because I don't know that people really understand what a virus is and how they work. I mean, yeah, oh, it's a bug. It, you know, it, it's a bug. Okay, true. It is. But what's really interesting about viruses is that outside of a body, animal or human or fowl, outs or reptile, <laughs> outside of a body, they're inactive, so to speak. They're not alive. However, once they get into a host, what they do is they will finagle their way into a cell And then once they're inside that cell, they'll start playing with the DNA, the blueprint for the manufacturing, and they will replicate themselves by the skillions. And then the cell explodes. And now you've got a skillion of these little guys running around your body. And so what we're going to share with you is why you get sick. And that's because you have a weakened immune system. So we'll tell you how to build that up. Also, there's something really interesting. Steve, I don't know if you saw this, but the NIH came out with something talking about proteolytic enzymes damaging the proteolytic enzyme of the COVID virus so that it cannot get into the cell and replicate. Well, I hadn't heard that relative to the COVID virus, but I have heard it in the past relative to viruses more specifically, probably the flu in that uh, context that, yes, these enzymes, these what I've heard described as metabolic enzymes, um, as opposed to digestive enzymes, and I'm not sure um, how strong that distinction is, but that these enzymes actually can help reduce the damage of these, or they can reduce the effectiveness of the Uh, virus itself. I don't know how they do it. Maybe you'll clarify that for us, but it's interesting. Whenever the NIH gets in there and starts talking about these things, you know there's already been a lot of science pointing to that. They don't jump on at the beginning. They may jump on near the middle or the end after it's been well established. So what good news that is. So let me explain the difference between the enzyme, the digestive enzyme and the proteolytic enzymes, they're actually the same. It's catalase, lipase, amylase, your fundamental digestives. The difference is, and also with the proteolytic, that is enteric coated, meaning where the digestive enzymes will work in your stomach to break down the fats, 
the carbs and the protein, which is those three en enzymes, the proteolytics are enteric coated. So they dissolve in the intestinal tract. And then it's fundamentally the catalase and the protease that go after the protein spike. And it is that spike that punctures. And actually it's kind of like a, a locksmith's pick. <laughs> and so it gets onto the cell and it can pick its way in through one of the protein receptors on the cell and it can adjust itself to do that. So by taking a proteolytic enzyme, you end up interfering in that process and that diminishes the opportunity for the virus to replicate. Well, did the NIH say what they found or what their conclusion was? Um, you, did they suggest this would be something that everybody could or should do? Well, they, you know how they are. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it, it requires- That's it a loaded deserves, question. Not requires, it deserves more research. Okay. Because they did find that it does damage and prevent that protein spike from affecting cells. However, they're not going to come out and say, you know, if you get into these enzymes, you're going to fix COVID or you're going to, you know, diminish your chances of catching the flu. Because again, the NIH is part of the health department, part of the FDA, part of the pharmaceutical. So no, the truth is, we don't know the truth of anything that comes out of the government. However, what turned me on to it was a naturopath who uses my products in her practice was sending all of her people to, you know, a store and the store owner called me and said, oh, you got to get in touch with so-and-so, the doc. I mean, I've got to reorder this because of. So that's how I came to search out the information on the Internet. Well, it might be fair to interject here uh, for our listeners that there are some resources that they can appropriate if they want to actually see what some of the science says. There's a site called PubMed, which yep. is the government's clearinghouse for studies. They can go in and put in keyword searches for enzymes, COVID, all kinds of things. There's another site that I use that's called Google Scholar which also does a similar reporting of these studies. So you can go look up a particular keyword. You can see how many studies there have been this year and all time. And so for those who are curious and want to know more than what we're able to present here, there are good sources that they can go to. Absolutely. Uh, I sometimes go to Mayo Clinic as well, also mm -hmm. to some of the universities. So yeah, there's all kinds of information out there. You just need to really understand the source and who's behind it. Yes. Because sometimes things are created in such a way to present a particular perception to enhance somebody else's benefit, as opposed to helping truly enlighten you to the truth of the substance or situation. Well, that's always the case. And every consumer who's looking for answers needs to evaluate the val the validity. Um, is this information corroborated by other natural therapists? Um, and so don't take any one study as a point of truth, but look deeper, as Michael says, but also look for 
other studies and corroboration from people that you trust. If you trust Michael's opinion, then you're going to look for the kind of information that Michael has found and made available to you. So I think that this idea that there are these resources, but in all cases, you have to judge is this a reliable, valid source? I know I always tell people, go out and find other resources and see if they agree with me. If they don't, maybe I need to learn something new. But if they do, they can have more confidence in the recommendations. And so anything that's a piece of good advice, they should be able to find other good resources that are corroborating what we say. Absolutely. You know, when I do consumer lectures, I almost always end with the same statement. Don't believe a word I've said. Put it to the test. And yeah. when you do, you will realize two fundamental things. One, I told you the truth. And more importantly, you can care for yourself. You can fix what's wrong with you if you give the body what it needs in meaningful amounts. So having said that, here's what you can do to build your immune system. You know, the big thing that came out and you probably saw this in the store, Steve, was that C, D, and zinc. Go out and get those. Those are going to help you build, you know, fight the flu. And so I hear all this and I'm thinking, you know, that's typical medical approach because from a different point of view, the key fundamental essential nutrient was never mentioned. And what is that? Vitamin A. Vitamin A is the most effective anti-everything except life that you could put into your medicine cabinet and into your body. It is such an important nutrient. I don't sell it single. I don't sell anything singular because everything, every one of my products evolved out of my consultation days. And so these are programs that I know work for whatever condition, situation, uh, concern, I need to support. I'll, I'll let it go at that. But here's the magic of vitamin A. And every mucous membrane that you have that's exposed to the environment, every single gland and organ, those outer shells, that mucous membrane is built by vitamin A. It is essential for those epithelial cells, which means in English, Vitamin A is truly your first line of defense, period. There's no better nutrient. The C and their D, they're kind of modulators, they're supporters. The zinc is kind of like foundational because zinc and A work together to build skin, another protective device. So for me, vitamin A is the key. I don't know what experience you have with you know, looking at the immune from that point of view? Well, I I take vitamin A every day uh, for that very reason. Um, I don't take a formula. I buy everything individually because I want <laughs> to be able to adjust my potencies and I have enough knowledge in order to do that. Uh, for most people, it's more convenient, probably more economical even to take a formula that has all of those. But I was so glad in our discussions on HealthQuest when you brought out vitamin A because it has been missing from the discussion. And I've always felt that vitamin A was one of the most important. I always understood it to be an anti-infective vitamin. And so 
always has been a part of my program. What's happened in the last year and a half is it's just become part of my daily regimen. You know, I take it all the time now because we're in a different time and exposures are different and risks are different. So adjusting the program appropriately made sense to me. And I think people should know that they have this opportunity as well to adjust their program. And and Michael, if you don't mind, I'd like to allude to something you mentioned in our last show. You talked about uh, structure and, and function, how we're not allowed to say that nutrients treat or cure or prevent any disease. But what we are allowed to say is how these nutrients affect the structure and function of the human body. And I actually think that's a critical and important distinction. We have trained people to think about treating their disease. That's what the doctors do. They treat your disease. If we teach people to look at structure function, then what we're teaching them is, oh, if you have a cold or a flu, well, what's affected by that? And how can you support your body's own defenses? And that's where you start to choose vitamin A. It has particular structure function benefits that lead to this kind of protection. Vitamin D is different. Zinc is different. C is different. Each of these things affects structure function in their own unique ways. And it's this multitude of benefits But if we're only thinking about disease, then we're not thinking about our lungs necessarily or the cells or all of the different parts of the picture at which we should be aware. And for those who are willing to know, it's out there. But for those who aren't, these combinations that you mentioned put together by smart people with understanding are a tool that people can appropriate even when they don't understand what it's doing, they should understand that it's not treating their disease, it's helping their body heal and respond and restore. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. You know, it's really interesting, Steve. Uh, I, I created an ad that said, don't treat your disease, nourish your body. I love it. Well, my attorney did not. He said, said, we can't talk about treating the disease. And I certainly can't talk about any of my products other than, you know, if you have concerns about this thing, then use that. If you have concerns. So my approach now is address your concerns and I will pretty much guarantee we can alleviate them. With the vitamin A, with the flu season, I would say for an individual, first off, you know, when you're getting sick because you get that stick at the back of the throat. Right. Right. So at that point, if you have any combination of nutrients, and again, unlike Steve and I, uh, and actually I take my own combinations, (laughs) but I do have a small bottle of vitamin A by its lonesome that I even carry with me in my briefcase when I travel. I mean, I, I keep my other vitamins at the hotel room, obviously, but I carry that with me in case I'm out in the field and I feel the stick coming on in my throat. I start popping a every hour on the hour. So you can even do that with my formulas and other people's formulas. The thing you want to watch out for, if you're going to take vitamin A fish liver oil, try not to exceed 200,000 units a day. And I'll tell you a story about that. Actually, I say 300,000, and you could safely do that unless you have a liver condition for two or three days. And then after two or three days, no vitamin A. 
because that way it'll give your body a chance to dissipate any accumulation in the liver. So that'll take care of that. Your vitamin C, you know, I would look at 500 to 1000 milligrams, again, every hour on the hour, you'll know you're hitting too much if you begin to have diarrhea, that's too much vitamin C. So you can cut back on that. The zinc, I would, you know, maybe 10, 15 milligrams every hour would help. And I also in my formulas, okay, C, zinc, A, and the D, you know, maybe 500, 400, I use and again, every hour on the hour. And I also use uh, golden seal. Oh, I used to use golden seal root. And I used to support uh, wild crafters. But golden seal root, they decimated the forest, they weren't replanting, they did not make it sustainable. So I moved on to Oregon grape, which also has the berberine, which is also works as an antiviral, if you will. So those nutrients you can take every hour on the hour, at the end of three days, don't take anything. And you're good for, you know, another three days. Now, if you feel you're getting sick, and you try that approach, I pretty much can guarantee you, you won't get sick. And if you are already sick, I'll say within 36, 48 hours, it's a done deal. You can be back at work if you want to or take another day off. <laughs> it just really depends. Well, well, I think you hit upon a key point there. Time is of the essence when you feel this first stick. It always happens to me in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, I wake up and I feel it and I go, oh, I wonder. And I have found from experience too many times, if I just say, well, I'll just sleep and see how it is in the morning, it's no, always no. worse. And yep. it then takes me longer to get over it. Yep. But I've also found that if I get up out of bed and I'll debate with myself for a few minutes <laughs> before I finally do this, I'll get up and go to my uh, natural medicine box, and I will take all of those things in the middle of the night. And I would say most of the time I do that, it will be cleared up by morning. But if I wait absolutely that extra time, the longer you wait, the more this is replicating in your system, and it's going to take more to get rid of it. So first advice is when you feel it, do something as soon as you can, you'll have quicker and more satisfying results. Because if you can get over it right away, you can go on with life. If you get hit with it, then you have to fight it off. And nobody likes going through that. You know, it's interesting. I'm a firm believer that the mind knows everything. And your mind knew that you were catching, had the potential to catch something. And it woke you up. Yes. And, and that's why it's like, hey, Steve, get up, take care of this now. Eh, you know, maybe I want to wait a more. To me, it's comparable to listen to that quiet voice in your head because it's guiding you. But so many people do not pay attention. They rationalize and justify something away as opposed to saying, you know what? Yeah, I got to deal with that. And on that note, I'm going to tell you all, look at your supplements, take meaningful amounts to get well, stay well, be well, and we will share more information with you. And we're not a quiet voice in your head. We're going to be a loud voice in your ears to get through the din of commercial reality that's out there trying to convince you to get on a drug. So with that said, I bid you farewell and have a fabulous everything. 
Steve, thanks for showing up today and participating <laughs> with me and sharing your knowledge. Thank you, Michael. I look forward to it. Folks, we'll talk to you in our next episode. There it is. You all stay well and um, have a fabulous everything. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.